Grace be unto you in peace, peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. This morning for our gospel lesson, we had parts of chapter 9 of John's gospel uh, where John records this great miracle that Jesus performed on a man born blind. Part of that chapter also includes these words that will direct our discussion of this account. The Pharisees said to this man when they brought him in a second time, Give glory to God, they said. We know this man, namely Jesus, is a sinner. And they said that because Jesus had performed this miracle on the Sabbath. And then the man replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Dear friends, Using contrast is a good way to drive home or illustrate an important point. Think of commercials on television. They often use contrast to try to sell their product. Think of the detergent companies. They try to sell their product by showing a dirty sock and then a contrast when that sock was washed in their detergent. Or we think of companies that are part of the industry of weight loss. They often show pictures before and after the weight loss to either try to sell their program or maybe their exercise equipment. It's a good way to drive home a point. The Bible also uses contrast to drive home or illustrate important saving truths, doesn't it? For example, I call them gospel contrasts. The Bible says that we were once lost, but now we're found. That we were once darkness, but now we are light. We were once enemies of God, but now we are his children. We were once dead, but now we're alive. And in the gospel lesson for today, and the words that I read for you, a man who had been blind from birth also shares a gospel contrast. In response to the questions of the Pharisee, he said, I was blind, but now I see. And as we consider those words from this man, we are reminded in this account that Jesus really performed two miracles because the miracles had to do with his physical eyes and then another miracle of healing in a heart that was blind. Jesus had performed many other miracles. The Pharisees were upset. Many were following Jesus. And so they often challenged Jesus by what authority he would do these miracles. And many times, especially when Jesus performed those miracles on a Sabbath day, because they accused him of breaking the Sabbath day law by working on the Sabbath day. So here Jesus heals on a Sabbath day a man who was blind from birth. Now the Pharisees, as well as his friends, wanted to know what really happened here. His family and friends had questions. Is this really the same man or is it a mistaken identity? And then, was he really blind from birth or was he just fooling us? And then the Pharisees again began their formal investigation, not because they were so concerned about this man and what a wonderful thing that happened to him, 
but because they were trying to do away with Jesus. And so they begin questioning him, and then they throw him out, and then they bring his parents in. And they wanted to find out, is this your son who was blind from birth? And, and they were afraid of the Pharisees because they had learned that if anyone acknowledged Jesus and his power, they would be excommunicated from the visible church at that time. And so they responded, ask our son. He's a grown man. He can speak for himself. And so they brought him back in, and then they said, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Whether or not the Pharisees believed that this man was healed or not, it's really irrelevant. What's relevant is this, that God had John record this account. And since God does not lie, we know that this man had been blind from birth. And that Jesus performed an amazing miracle. And yet, as amazing as it was for this man to see the world around him for the first time, there was still a problem. He was still in darkness. He did not believe in Jesus. And then Jesus did an amazing thing. When he heard that this man had been thrown out, he went and he found him. What an amazing thing. He went and he found him. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see, and those who will see will become blind. The blind will see. By those words, Jesus was not only describing the miracle that he had performed, but he was also describing the miracle in this man's heart. You see, like us, this man had also been born spiritually blind. By nature, he could not see God's saving love, nor believe in the one whom the Father had sent to be our Savior. But then God, through Jesus, gave this man the spiritual sight of faith, a miracle in a human heart. And now this man saw things differently. He saw the light in Jesus. And now he knew God's saving love, and in Jesus he saw his hope for eternal life. He had been blind spiritually, but now he could see by faith. So, what do we take away from these miracles this morning? Well, first of all, what a joy and what a privilege it is for us to hear how Jesus had power over every disease, every sickness, every disability. It reminds us again that He is the Almighty Son of God. And, and we need that reminder, especially today as we live in these uncertain and strange times. Especially as we are bombarded with information and guidelines about the pandemic of the coronavirus. But let us be reminded that God is Almighty 
and he is in control and he will allow this virus to go only as far as he wants but he will always see to it that every disease every sickness every death serves his purposes and serves to his glory and so Jesus proclaimed the blind will see and by those words let us understand the greater miracle that Jesus had performed you see even if Jesus were to heal every disease every disability it's only temporary because we all are in the same position we one day unless Jesus comes back before then we will face the hour of death and without a Savior the eternal darkness of eternal condemnation but Jesus brings light to our dark world he brings light to the darkness of unbelief by his perfect life of obedience Jesus brings to light the truth that he obeyed God's law perfectly for us by his death on the cross Jesus brings to light the truth that he has paid for every one of our sins the debt has been paid it no longer needs to be paid again yes Jesus won salvation for the sin darkened world and that's the truth but what good would the truth do if we don't see it if we don't believe it you see the truth always divides even in this account we heard that some believed others did by unbelief one remains in darkness by faith you are in the light and God has brought you into light you believe in Jesus as your Savior and how did that happen well how did it happen for that blind man Jesus put mud on his eyes and healed him of his physical blindness but he didn't put mud on his heart Jesus brought him to faith by simply speaking his word by telling this man who he was Jesus created faith in his heart to believe that Jesus was a savior and Jesus still works the same today you very rarely see it sometimes you can see it in a person's eyes but it's a miracle that really is in the heart and Jesus performs that miracle the same way through the power of his word yes when his word is proclaimed through the word attached to baptism through his promises attached to the Lord's Supper the Holy Spirit creates or sustains faith in our hearts that we believe in Jesus who is the light of the world and how thankful we are that God has given us that sight but even though we see Jesus we have that faith every now and then just like with our physical eyes we, we need to examine so also sometimes it's it's good for us to examine the uh, sight of faith in our hearts the reason why is because we still have a sinful nature and we still struggle with a sinful world around us that want to drag us back into the darkness and so we need to ask ourselves sometimes 
Are we suffering from spiritual cataracts? Blinded to our pride? Thinking like the Pharisees that somehow we're better than others and we can earn God's favor? Are there times when our, our spiritual sight is, is, is nearsighted? When we're only looking for, out for ourselves? Totally blind to the needs of others? And sometimes do we suffer from farsightedness? Always sticking our nose in someone else's business or, or someone else's problems. Yes, there are times when we struggle with our faith and we need to keep going back to Jesus and the promises of his word so that you and I continue in that life. And so we need to ask those questions. Do you see yourself as one who is guilty of breaking God's law every day? I know I am. Do you see yourself then as a sinner, one who deserves God's eternal condemnation? know that I am. But do you see that in Jesus God offers to you the righteousness that you need? You see, left to our own righteousness, which in God's eyes is nothing more than filthy rags, Jesus provides the perfect life that you and I need for heaven. And do you see also that in his death God has declared you not guilty and that in his resurrection God proves that he accepted Jesus' payment for our sins? Only you can answer those questions for yourself. And remember, those who would say no, they are in the dark. But by the grace of God, if you say yes, then you are in the light. And what that means, then one day, you will see the joy of heaven. One day you will see the beauty of heaven. And one day you're going to see the glory of heaven. Not with the eyes of faith, but with your own eyes. And when we see that with our own eyes, what a sight that's going to be.